0: regimes and third and con for Of course nobody's being shot we're just being shamed and fined and arrested but how? Long that we have especially on today the more
1: that are practicing Christianity. I have on the line with a uh, pastor from a Kenosha church, the prayer house assembly of God, mm-hmm. who service today for Easter Sunday, and uh, I just happened to hear some, some wonderful noise coming from my backyard sitting with my, my, my wife and children we discussing how, like Easter, if we couldn't take our children to church, or the service going on, so we hooked a leash on, walked across the, the grass from from our yard to the yard of the church. We we kept our proper social distance.
0: We sat, and listened to speak. No, this is not. We're faith in cars. So, as in our local community, but hold on, Okay, a little extra. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Great. Great. So, first of all obviously you're not the only yeah. uh, service yeah. it's an idea that just hatched and spread
2: This was just a natural good way for us to get together to do a parking lot service.
1: That turned up. And
0: yeah. On either live uh, or to, to social media. Because this particular place and and congregation was elderly and really so they were FM. Now you just had the which works just as well. It it was a beautiful service. Thank you. Yeah, it's a a good time, but conditions. So having the opportunity to lift up the name of our Lord, it, it, the family to even attend one, and then dropped off a wife and handed it through the door, which which. Finally,
2: Now you go to parks, um, you go and you see a lot of people walking around. You see a lot of people outside exercising in open air space and enjoying the freedom that comes in just being around, um, and being outside. And the irony of this whole thing is, is people are breathing the same air. They're out and about. They're in close proximity. When you, go to, when you go to a store, when you go to a gas station, you're interacting with other people unknowingly. You're either um, somebody had just left the gas pump. Moments before you get there, you touch the same thing. Um, you, you interact. And, and the thing is, it's a, it's a virus. It's something that everybody is going to interact with. And it's when the healthy people are encountering a virus, it's our natural immune system is able to overcome. Or if we have a compromised immune system, we fall susceptible to the, the effects of this. And so we do need to take precaution in the sense that we don't want to willingly or unwillingly spread the virus. But at the same time, if you're healthy, and you're healthy now, chances are, if you've been out interacting and things like that, at least in, in, in our family experience, um, we've probably come in contact with somebody who is sick, but because we take care of ourselves and and we exercise and we eat well, and we take vitamins and we do things to build up our immune system, we're not sick.
1: Sure. Sure. And, um, the, The answer that they give that it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about us spreading it to people that are compromised, I I understand. And as I'm sure as a good citizen, whether you're a person of faith or not, but especially if you're a good citizen and a person of faith, you don't want to knowingly do something that is going to to, to make somebody else ill.
2: Right, you don't. And then why should individuals who are healthy and who are of their own um, uh, autonomous way. They know they're healthy. They know that they're well. They know that they're taking necessary precautions. They know that they're doing due diligence and they're being wise and they're and they're being cautious. Why are they being punished when other individuals who are sick uh, willingly being self-quarantined in their home and, and taking those precautions? Why are the well people being punished in the same way um, to stay home and, and have all of their rights taken away from them um and and really kind of just like i said being punished for being healthy
1: do you i know that you're not a conspiracy theorist or person of faith but do you as a person of faith feel like there might be something bigger that, that that's going on here when sure. des- decisions are made that intentionally seem to infringe upon religious liberty while not infringing upon the, the liberty to commit your vices, even for that matter.
2: Yeah, certainly. So the Bible tells us that as the days come close to the return of Christ, um, when the days become more like the days of Noah, um, good will be considered evil and evil will be considered good. Um, you, you look on social media right now, there are people even in our own congregation that posted that, hey, I went to church today. We Obviously, we still exercise. You were there. We exercised. Uh, social distancing. We didn't interact with each other. Nobody touched each other. Nobody touched common things. Um, nobody breathed the same air. People and, honked
1: their horns for an amen even.
2: Yeah. People were honking instead of you know next sitting next to each other and saying amen or clapping or whatever. But then you see people on social media that says, oh, shame on you for going to church. Shame on you for this. Shame on you for that. What was considered a was now and is being propagated amongst our society as an evil thing. That somehow churchgoers are evil for going to church and to exercising that religious liberty as a, as afforded to us through our Constitution.
1: How do we take this back before it's too late?
2: We don't have to take anything back in the sense that we've um, lost it. We... Um, How America works and how it was founded from the beginning is it's always been people first. It's never been uh, a government to tell the people. It's always been the people to tell the government. And really, it's just going to come down to, hey, we're fed up with certain things that you say we need to do. We're people of our own volition. We're people of our own autonomy. And we make decisions because they are right for us and right for our family and right for those that we love. Um, As a Christian, I love people. I'm called to love people. I'm called to, as a Christian, be like Christ. And Christ loves, Christ forgives, Christ heals, Christ delivers. And and as a Christian, that's my heart too. I don't hate people. I don't hate people by going out and and wanting to love on them. In fact, I'm showing love and respect by social distancing. Because even though it may not be a conviction of mine, in the, in the same way that it's the conviction of another. I just don't want to um, bring them or put them in a position where they're uncomfortable. And so I'll still practice that for myself, but we're people of faith. Yes, we have our faith in Christ. I'm not a conspiracist. I don't, I don't say that every little thing has a hidden agenda, but there certainly is an agenda that is being pushed. And there is uh, political parties that are capitalizing on the crisis, and on this, and they're using it for their own self-gain and, and motivation. And that's really sad because what they're doing is they're putting their party before people, and it really needs to be the other way around.
1: Do you feel that we as, as citizens can make a difference if everybody of faith starts talking about contacting our elected officials and, and weighing in on, on these measures and weighing in on the fact that we expect our constitutional rights to be secured even as we're voluntarily voluntarily modifying our behavior to uh to help the greater community
2: yeah certainly it's important to contact our our local officials that's that's how our republic works we we don't have a democracy we have a republic and people have thank forgotten you for that. that
1: thank you for that that is people that is, that is something that. so important that that people don't uh want to acknowledge that we have a, a republic and not a democracy that's why these decisions are being made at the various state levels as opposed to at the federal level it, it's the way that our constitution was designed and it is important for us to look at talking to our state representatives as well as our federal representatives as well lo- as well as the executive branch in both, and both and letting them know that i know we had a a court case that was held i can't remember which state uh, where where they were looking for religious liberty for Easter Sunday and and the justices even held a meeting by Zoom. So there are ways that people who are representing us can get work done if we put enough pressure on them to do that. And if we start putting pressure on them to make sure that everything that's being done isn't being done in violation of our rights, but that our rights are being respected and secured first and foremost, I don't think that anybody can fault us for that. Uh, unfortunately, the, 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 the narrative out there seems to be either you're for this or you're an evil person. There doesn't seem to be this common ground of, hey, we are voluntarily doing what you've asked us to do. But while we're doing this, we need to have a greater discussion and make sure that we're not making decisions that are going to bankrupt people, cause people to have, have serious financial harm, physical harm, health problems, mental illness, suicides, when people start feeling like they have no hope and they can't support their family, things like that happen. Anytime there's a, a recession or a depression, mental illness, deaths from alcohol and drugs, and, and suicides spike. So how many people are we willing to sacrifice on that level in order to make sure that a, 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 a virus who we, we do believe is, is real and is dangerous, but it, it, it's obvious that, that, that the health officials don't know the gravity of how fast and when it spreads and when it doesn't, and we don't even know if what we're doing is actually working. We have a country like Sweden who is practicing a a herd immunity effort where they ask people to wear masks, they ask people to be more cautious, they ask anybody who's immunocompromised to basically self-quarantine and ask people to to bring them what they need so that they don't expose themselves, and they they seem to be having this uh, a, a better rate of success than some of the other countries in Europe that aren't doing that and then you look at Germany and South Korea and they seem to be doing the best job because of, of extensive testing so they can tell who has it and who does not and we don't seem to have any of that going on here yet
2: yeah and, and it, it really does kind of just getting back to a, per, a previous thought about agenda I mean, why really pushing for vaccinations when other countries are seeing recoveries from this and they're not pushing vaccinations and they're not pushing um, control of people? If uh, people, it's 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 gone back all the way through human history is one man tries to control another man. One man tries to subvert his authority over another man. And it certainly is. Uh, prominent throughout world history, that governments have tried to do that towards their people. We have many countless examples of that. It's just it's just that when we um, don't acknowledge and learn from our past, we're, we're destined to repeat it. And we're gonna see the same thing happen over and over. Um, I believe it was uh, Benjamin Franklin who said that those who would give up essential liberties to purchase a little temporal safety deserve neither liberty or safety. And I can definitely see how this is starting a narrative. It's starting a, a demonstration of how individuals are willing to give up safe, uh, give up freedom for, for, quote, public safety. And we become a scared people and we're governed by fear instead of governed by faith. Um, I believe as a Christian that I've, I've, when I've put my life in Christ, I put my life in his hands. Um, especially on this Easter, we're celebrating, we're remembering, we're looking back on his resurrection. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. So what's a little virus going to do? And so that's where I stand as an individual. And, and honestly, we've, we, when, we're in, when we're sick in our family, we, ha- we lay hands on one another, not because we think that we have the power to heal, We lay hands on one another because the scripture says when you do, when you pray the prayer of faith, you'll see the sick recover. And that's where we stand on. And and that's what we see. And we don't see it because we're just hoping that it happens. We're seeing it because we have faith in the one who has conquered that. And so it's time that individuals, um, this is really kind of a, uh, yes, it's the, the cliche is being unprecedented. It's an unprecedented time, certainly. But this is a time where we're seeing people divide there's either people who believe one thing or there's a camp that believes the other and they're further distancing themselves from one another. And that's been happening.
1: That's been happening for the, for the past 30 years, but we've definitely seen an acceleration of of the polarization of of people in our country. Uh, As, as, as I said, you can't even, you can't even question what's going on without being accused of being a conspiracy theorist or being, uh, put in this camp of you don't care about what's going on in your society instead of right. and, and instead of us looking at people that have different points of view from us and saying, okay, uh, Ron and I want the same thing, but we have a different opinion as to how to get there. Right. Y- you're not seeing that anymore. What you're seeing is the demonization of the person who has a different way of getting there and this right. whole notion that the other side doesn't have your best interests at heart. And it seems throughout history that anytime somebody starts making accusations against you of things that you know you're not guilty of, you later on find out that, that the accuser is the one who is laden with guilt and, and is making decisions in that aspect.
2: Yeah, certainly. When we, where does, where does um, iron sharpen iron in this whole thing? Scripture says, "Iron sharpened iron to lift the countenance of one another." We need to be individuals who build each other up for the purpose of bettering one another, not for the purpose of tearing down. It's it's sickening, it's gross, and it's very juvenile. It's what we're seeing played out, especially in social media, is junior high just amped up to ten. Uh, we're seeing people that say, "Oh, I don't agree with you. Now you're the horrible person. You're bad. You're nasty. You're wrong." Uh, How could you how could you possibly think that way? Don't you care about the children? Don't you care about the elderly? And it's it's even even ignorance, um, um, just how much it's being spewed from a a false sense of security, that our security is in the. Just update from our favorite news broadcast uh, corporation or our favorite our favorite character said this on on Facebook or social media and now this is all of a sudden the truth that governs my life and it's very different than what was said yesterday but um scripture tells us to not be caught up with every wind of doctrine and and the idea in there that that we can apply to this situation things that are going to be said from moment to moment but we're not called to be uh waiting on the wings for everything that's said that's differing from moment to moment. We're to be steadfast in what we know to be true.
1: It's interesting that the very people that will accuse you of being blindly faithful, of of blindly following dogma when it comes to your faith, will in fact blindly follow government leaders and blindly follow scientists and call it science, when in fact science is always about having differing points of view and questioning the answer, but suddenly it's, they, want, they want this dogmatic approach toward another person of science without really knowing the facts, and it's, it, it's absolutely backwards. And I hope that everybody, whether they're people of faith or not, start asking questions because there's never it's never wrong to question our leaders here on this planet.
2: No, 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 certainly not. I even, as a pastor, I tell my congregation, I tell my people, it's like, look, I'm a man. I'm going to say things, I'm going to do things, uh, but everything that I say and everything I do, you should test it against the scripture. Use the scripture as my uh, rule or my measurement. Don't just take it because I said it. Take it and weigh it against what the scripture says. Have a standard that is larger than both of us and apply that standard to the situation. Don't just blindly believe just because you may like me or you may like a certain personality, have a rule, have a measure, have a standard and weigh everything against that. Does it agree with what I believe and what I know to be true or does it disagree? And that's where we, as a people can can come to start to apply truth. Uh, Also one of the cool things about being a pastor is that I get to see all the times that science is actually agreeing with scripture. Scripture has been saying it for thousands of years And now science all of a sudden comes around to say, oh, hey, uh, this is actually the way that world works. And they'll just spin it in a different way that sounds very scientific, but really at the core, when you boil it down to the truth, Scripture has been saying that same thing for, for ages. And so it's it's no different when even even in this quarantine, the word quarantine and where that comes from is from 40. And in the Old Testament, people, when they were sick, they were quarantined for a period of days and they were taken outside. They were separated from the other individuals or of the of the camp or of of the town or of the, the family situation. So even in this, we're we're deriving our practice from the scripture and from something that scripture has laid out as a good practice for those who are sick.
1: Thank you very much. That is Pastor Ron Out Jr. from Prayer House of Assembly of God. Th- thank you for, for coming on and weighing in. Uh, we really appreciate what you're doing for your community and, and for, for giving your time to us. Uh, we're going to be going to do a break, and when we come back from the break, I have a, uh, a local business owner who I've had on my show before, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the other cases that are going on in the country and some of the things that you really need to start paying attention to uh, as far as decisions your leaders are making and uh, making sure that they are acting in your best interests instead of special interests. Back after the break.
3: You're listening to Get Real with Ralph.
1: And we're back on Get Real with Ralph, your host, Ralph Nudie, here at WLIP in Gurney, Illinois, powered up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You can also listen to our live stream at GetRealWithRalph.com. That is our YouTube channel, or you can go to our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudy. And we are discussing Easter, religious freedom, and how the coronavirus lockdown is affecting not only the economy but people's freedoms. And I have a uh, local business owner with me on the line, uh, John Principe, who owns a... a, He's also a a former law enforcement officer. Uh, John, welcome to the program. And let's see if we have him... I'll try this one more time. All right, we don't seem to have sound over there. Let me try this. Okay, hold on one more. Now I got it. I got to shut the music off, and I got to turn John on. John, are you there? I can hear breathing. Okay, well, we don't have him here. This uh, This is interesting. I can see him. And he can hear me. Okay, John, are you there? There we go. All right. Apparently, I was muted, so you couldn't hear me. So now I can hear you. How are you? Welcome.
4: Welcome. Thank you. How are you? Happy Easter.
1: Happy Easter to you. This has been an interesting one.
4: In it, though, it's been quite low key.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's so unusual not to. Not to go to go to church with my kids, not to have a Sunday dinner with my family, all the things that you normally do on Easter Sunday, but yet I feel very grateful all of the members of my family are are healthy and in good good shape. So that's a good thing. And uh, I have my health. Uh, we're not you know completely we're not completely devastated financially. I know that some people are are, are getting there, but you know, I, I have that fear. I think everybody has that fear in the back of their mind that, that it could happen. And so it's it's very important to uh it's very important that we that we start asking the right questions, I believe. Are you still with me? Okay, let's try this again. A lot of people are really
4: struggling and really just downright scared right now and they can't figure it out you know thankfully everyone here is healthy and you know happy and spending a lot of time together so but uh you know we're we're hanging in there you know we're just waiting to get through this like i think everybody else is but it's it's an unusual situation
1: it is now tattooing is obviously not a um an essential business is it
4: essential yeah it should be though but yeah no not an essential service that's for sure
1: Certainly. And obviously you're in very close contact with people in that line of work as our hairdressers, massage therapists, anybody, an esthetician, anything like that, where you get up close, you, you absolutely have a little more, you have a little more risk than, than your regular retail business on top of it all. So I imagine for you, this must be not only frightening from an economic standpoint, but also from a health standpoint, because you, sure. you, you come in contact with people to begin with.
4: Yeah, you know, when it first started and people were starting to close uh, willingly, um, you know, we kind of sat down as a shop and talked about it and said, well, what do we think? What kind of, well, you know, what what do we wanna do? Do we wanna close, do we not? And we kind of agreed that we would take a little extra precautions. And what we did is we limited people coming in to appointment only, no more walk-ins. And people that were coming in, we didn't want them bringing guests with them. It would only be them getting tattooed and the artist. And when they came in, you know, we have our normal waiver and health, you know, kind of assessment as they come in, but we were, you know, we would just come right out and ask them, do you have any flu symptoms? And, you know, anything like that. And if they showed any or said anything like that, we would have them reschedule. And we had one person come in with their mom and the mom was wearing a mask. And I, and I said, right out, you know, and the woman was like 26 and her mom was, I think in her fifties. And I said, you know, are are you sick? And she's like, oh, I got bronchitis. I'm like, get out you know go and she said no it's just bronchitis no i don't i don't care what it is i don't want you in here in case it's something worse you know and she understood and she left and you know and we lysoled the place like four times a day and wiped everything down and we showed up an hour early just to re-clean everything and you know and just bleach the living hell out of the place but um you know, and then on March 20th, we got the notice from the governor that all shops were shut down, and that was like at 3:30 ordered to shut down by five. So we had no notice at all, and had to comply. And that was it.
1: As as so many other businesses have, I, I spoke with yeah. an owner of a restaurant who uh, wanted to make a loss of business uh, claim against his insurance company, and so he did not voluntarily close until the police department came to his place of business and gave him written notice. And his explanation for it was that he wanted to show at his business that put him out of business as opposed to an external event. And I don't know if he's going to be able to successfully argue that or not, but he had talked to other Restaurant owners on a social media forum and told them, "Make sure you're calling the state uh, insurance commissioner if these insurance companies aren't paying you. This this isn't within your control. The government told you you had to shut down. That is a uh, interruption of business at your place of business because your place of business is not being allowed to operate." And I thought that that was an interesting argument to take, and uh, and and I really hope at the end it ends up being a victorious one. But everybody has to get a little creative. They put this yeah. stimulus package out there and from what I'm hearing, it's an absolute train wreck.
4: Oh, it's disaster. I've I mean I've I filled it out, I sent it out, um, and got it out there. I filled out the PPP plan so I could get my artists some money. Um, which uh, it basically goes 75% of your payroll, 75% of the loan has to be payroll, 25% has to be utilities, and they'll forgive it. But there's a bunch of caveats in there as well. Like if you had former SBA loans. If you have any loans that are still outstanding, if you have any current loans, they can deny you.
1: Yeah, it's huh? not it's not carte blanche. Hey, you've been affected. No. We're going to hand you money at all. Absolutely
4: not. As a Absolutely matter
1: of fact, not. it seems like the, the the people that are hurt the most are probably going to be the ones that have the hardest time getting the funds from what I understand.
4: Exactly. And then they were saying that, well, also 1099ers, anybody that's just a you know a uh, contract employee, they can get it too. Well, a lot of them don't have... The paperwork or don't have the time frame to do it so i was sitting down with all of my guys kind of going through it and going here's what we have to apply here's what we have to put down you know and here are your dates and what you made last year and here's what to you know and do it and they all tried to send it in and the bank said no we're not accepting those yet so they're not even accepting anybody but business owners at this point so they're kind of screwed there then if you go and try and file unemployment if you're 1099 like that they need Confirmation from your work, so you're sending letters back and forth. I have had three letters back and forth with Wisconsin unemployment, trying to get unemployment for my guys. I still can't get it going. For now, we're on week three. They've had no income, you know, either have I. But I mean, they've had no income at all, and we're all sitting on our hands. Nobody knows what to do. You know, there's no money coming in, and people are getting upset.
1: It seems that the uh, and and if you're if you're a newer business that's not necessarily credit worthy to begin with. Uh, yeah. which which most new businesses are not, right. and, and I've talked to a couple of business owners, you, you're you're basically out of luck.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and a lot of people, I mean, like myself, for instance, I don't have any SBA loans. I, everything I have is paid for for the business right now. We paid it up, and we're good to go. I don't want to take out a $50,000 note. Right. Know, I don't want to
1: do that. Especially I, one that you don't know for sure whether or not it's going to be forgiven. They call it forgivable, but there's a lot of strings attached.
4: Exactly. It's, it's a lot and like the forgivable student know. loans
1: that they put out there.
4: Right. And you're not going to know if it's forgivable for four, five, six months. So you're kind of rolling the dice. And let's face it, can you really trust the banks or the government at this point? I mean, let's be honest. No. Those,
1: those are two institutions that I think the majority of the American people have a, a severe lack of trust in. Banks and the American yeah. government. They've proven to us that they really are out for themselves and, and not out for everybody else. So the, our government's bought and paid for. I mean,
4: didn't we go through this by our banks two thousand and eight with the mortgage crisis? Didn't we, did. we go through this trust and everything else where they're handed out how many billions, 800 billion, and they sat on it instead of bailing people, you know, instead of helping people. So I'm sorry. I just don't trust it. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I don't like it to say the least. So
1: now you, um, one, one of the, aspects of your business that I've always been impressed with is the fact that you do free cover tattoos for victims of human trafficking. And it's going to sound like I'm shifting gears here, but I'm not. I saw that you had a a, a social media post out there letting people know that if they are in a situation that they can use your your place of business as a, uh, basically they they can give a code so that they can get rescued. Is that something- here so that uh, people, our listeners, if, if they know somebody who's being taken advantage of during the, this quarantine, they know where they can get some help?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things that unfortunately, you know, in society today, there are family situations where some people are abused all the time. And the only kind of refuge they get is either going to school or going to work. That's really their safe zone, and they're not safe in their own home. And in this routine and this, you know, stay at home process, you don't get that refuge and you don't get that time out and that safety zone. So what we did is my wife actually came up with the idea, um, is basically that if you text the shop, if you PM the shop, or you text me directly from our number on the website and say, you're looking for the special pricing on the angel tattoo, I will ask you for a, your address and your name to send you a gift certificate. Uh, in reality, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the local police department wherever you are to come and get you out of that situation so you're safe.
1: That is a um, that is a, a fantastic idea. Uh, is that something you came up with yourself?
4: No, my well, my wife did. Um, she was, we were talking about it, um, about um, people stuck in this situation. We were just talking about the stresses of being, you know, kind of stuck at home. And I mentioned that I was willing to better that, you know, Uh, domestic abuse is probably skyrocketing right now. And she said, you know, you should do something to try and help uh, people stuck in those situations. And we started um, kind of, you know, blasting off ideas. And she was one that said, why don't you set up some sort of, you know, code word that they can tell you. And I kind of ran with it from there.
1: And so that's the duress signal. You uh, call the shop. You let uh, somebody know that you, are interested in getting the angel tattoo gift certificate. And yep. then you'll collect um, the information. Uh,
4: text the shop, email the shop, um, or they can uh, private message us on Facebook or Instagram and we will get right back to them. Um, we're at, obviously, unfortunately, because being locked down, we can't use our shop phone number, but they can text uh, through Facebook, Instagram, email, any of those. Go to our website, kenosha tattoo company.com. And it has our contact information there as well. And we're more than happy to help you out.
1: they talked about not being able to uh, uh, go to your shop right now. Uh, is it your understanding that a individual business owner can go into their place of business by themselves while they're they're closed to uh, uh, to perform essential tasks to uh, make sure their business is still there when they open back up, such as cleaning, bookkeeping, so on and so forth?
5: As far
4: as I know, I mean, the way I understand it is we're not allowed to conduct business, but... I don't understand how they can keep me out of my business. I mean, I own the building. So if you're gonna try and keep me out of my property, it, it's gonna be a problem. You know, I'm I'm checking it daily to make sure that we're not broken into that. You know, there's not a fire, that things aren't missing. Things aren't water heated and burst. These are things you gotta do. And the idea that, well, you're not allowed to go into your own building. You're looking at constitutional rights at this point, And that's not gonna fly.
1: Well, let's let's start with the First Amendment, which is freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. That seems to be tr- getting trampled on everywhere. You, you heard my guest in the first segment, uh, the, the pastor from Prayer House Assembly of God, who thankfully we have some common sense here in, in Kenosha and uh, in, in Wisconsin. But this this mayor in Greenville, Mississippi, whom I tried to call, by the way, I ended up speaking with his twin brother on the phone. Uh, he had no comment uh, he had no comment he only uh, told me that I should call the office to uh, to uh, talk to his brother because apparently I, I had his uh, his uh, cell phone number but uh, he didn't want to weigh in on it and and I looked on the website and this mayor is uh, supposedly very involved in his own church his name is Eric Simmons in Greenville uh, uh, Greenville Mississippi decided that he didn't like the fact that churches were still having drive up services so he went a step further than the governor's uh, Order, so it would be like our mayor doing this. All right, like again, we have a mayor with some common sense. So he decided to crack down on drive-up services at churches. Subsequently, the the pastor of this 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 church in Greenville uh, went on Facebook Live, which was a a smart move on his part. And uh, there were there were nine police cars a total of nine police cars there at King James Bible Baptist Church and uh, the, this pastor this Charles Hamilton walked around and he, he interviewed the police officers now now you're a police officer so or, yes. or a former police officer yep. and uh i you know i have a lot of respect for law enforcement but i've say some really dumb things he walked up to oh, one yeah. of the police officers and said i have a constitutional right and, he, and this officer looked right at him and says your constitutional rights have been suspended
0: mm, nice which try
1: isn't something that first of all it's not true. No. Second of all, the the guy saying it was a police officer not a judge, not a not a yeah. district attorney, he his job is to in, in, enforce orders. He, I, as far as I was concerned, he should about just doing what, what we've been ordered to do and we're just going we're going to have to follow through with this. I don't fault the the law enforcement officers themselves for showing up and and and, and issuing the citations because they are ordered to do so. But the mayor sent the entire department nine squad cars in a town that I believe when I looked had 12 total units out at any given time in a town yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's a decent sized town and it has a, a, a fairly decent sized crime rate.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's insane. That's like, uh, well, there was a guy, I think it was in San Francisco. He was arrested for sitting on his boat by himself.
1: Yep. paddleboarding, no. paddleboarding in the ocean by himself. There you go. And he was the violating one, some sort of social distancing law. Yep.
4: By himself. I mean, you don't get much on the water by yourself. You know, and then there's one of the uh, the former police officer and his son that were playing football in the park and they got stopped and they were told they couldn't do it. And he argued his constitutional rights to the point if I'm if I'm correct, I might be wrong. I think they put him in cuffs. You know, it, the it's, father it's, and son? Yeah, father son, and then um, then there was a guy in Philadelphia on the bus that got thrown off because he wouldn't wear a mask, and they dragged him off forcefully. The police came in and dragged him off forcefully. You know, it's 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 out of control. It's 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 downright scary to the point of
1: when yeah when you start when you start handcuffing a father and son and putting them face down in the United States of America for playing ball by themselves in a park. Yeah, you're not doing anything. And, and this is after mass amounts of incarcerated people were released because they don't they don't want to spread this in the jails. Instead, they, they want to fill the jails with people who are being civilly disobedient to their orders. And so yes. they took the criminals out so they could make room.
4: Right, right. This it doesn't was, sound right. No, it doesn't sound right at all, especially when all the numbers of what they assumed was going to be the amount of sick people and the amount of, fatalities is so i mean statistically low you know it's a tragedy don't get me wrong i mean i'm not i'm not by any means downplaying anybody's life that has been lost to the virus but you know from what they said we were going to have which was like 2 million deaths now they're saying might top out at 60,000 which is a tremendous amount of people but in, in the grand scale of 400 million in the united states you know sixty 000, that's less than what happens with people normally get the flu and to me it just seems like there's way more to this than what we're being told and it's terrifying
1: yeah it is it, it is absolutely terrifying to see this uh to see this happen here in, in, in a country that is known for its freedom and i i, I really hope that that the authorities come to their senses or that the people come to their senses and, and, and fire the people in positions of authority uh, quickly. Uh, because I feel like we're in that that, that whole notion of that there's fish in water and as you slowly increase the water, the fish don't know they're, they're, they're in boiling water till it's too late as opposed to dropping a fish in boiling water. I feel like our rights are being incrementally taken away from us Little by little, and that most people aren't even noticing; they're just kind of asleep. And no,
4: uh, I mean, I have, and I have friends in the medical industry, and a few of my neighbors actually work in the medical industry, and a few of them work in local hospitals, and their hours have been cut because they're not busy enough.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
4: How is if we're under such a pandemic? How are people's hours being cut? I don't get it.
1: I'd I'd like to continue this, but we're we're going to go into a break here, a hard break that I can't get out of. So uh, we'll continue a few minutes of this conversation when we come back out of the break before we move into our uh, music segment. Ladies and gentlemen, John Principe from Kenosha Tattoo Company. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. This is Ralph Nudie, and we'll be back after this break.
3: This is not a drill. This is real. Get real get real with ralph you are listening to get
6: real with ralph get real with ralph
3: on am 1050 wlip
1: In to Get Real with Ralph, Ralph Nudie here. That was Andrea Bocelli, who did a live rendition of Amazing Grace in Italy today and uh, broadcast their entire service over the Internet. It's a strange time that we're living in that uh, most people are having to uh, also get their faith to go, along with their fish fries, their hamburgers, and their booze. Uh, On the line with me still, I have John Principe from Kenosha Tattoo Company. And uh, we were just wrapping up a conversation about this lockdown, how it's affecting business, how it's affecting business owners locally, uh, and of course, how it's affecting people's psyche and how people that are marginalized, people that are uh, victims of domestic abuse, child abuse, um, have a... um, have a um, difficult time uh, in situations like this where they they don't attend school or attend work like they normally do, and they don't have those social constructs to reach out for help if they are in an abusive situation. And uh, John was talking about a a duress uh, signal or a, a duress program that that he had put in place uh, in order to help people in that situation. And uh, John, welcome back to the program. Can you hear me still? We're going to see. He's muted here. So we're going to try. I'm going to try unmuting him manually. Are you there, John? Yes, I am. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah. If you're ever muted, just press the space bar to talk. So you got it. Anyway, uh, su- such a great initiative that you and your wife came up with there. And, uh, you know, we're also talking about surviving as a business. Of course, restaurants are able to adapt by offering carryout, curbside, uh, carryout deliveries, so on and so forth. You really can't offer tattoos to go. Um, no. Is there, uh-uh. any, is there anything you're doing in your business to provide uh, supplies or some sort of, uh, I mean, obviously, there's no such thing as a do-it-yourself tattoo kit. I'll bet you wish there was. Uh, yeah. what, are, what are you doing to modify? Is there anything that you are able to do to, to improvise during this difficult time?
4: Um, you know, we, we still sell gift certificates, and, um, you know, that, that's literally about it. That's what all we can do you know, and just kind of ride it out and wait it out and see what happens. We don't, we don't sell supplies. We don't sell, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And I mean, even with like, you know, the jewelry, I know some shops are selling jewelry and that kind of stuff. And I'm not quite sure how they're doing it, whether they're delivering it or mailing it or what they're doing, but the logistics of it become a problem because, you know, you still, you might still have that face-to-face contact and it's not worth to me getting jammed up on a technicality. Of well, you're still conducting business when you're ordered to shut down, and I don't know if that would happen or not. I have no idea, but to me, I I don't want to risk it, you know. And we don't tattoo at homes. We don't do the home parties, and you know, our my Facebook has been blowing up. I probably get four or five messages a day. Hey, can you tattoo me on the side? Or hey, can you come to my house? Or can I come to yours? Not no, if you
1: want, not if you want to keep your license, of course. No,
4: not happening. You know, we don't we don't tattoo at people's houses. You got to wait, you know. And unfortunately. You know, tax season is our busiest season, so this is our busiest time of the year in the industry, and everybody's been put on hold. So it's it's rough because not only the money we lose, it's the momentum, you know. And we were when we had to close, we were booked out at five weeks.
1: What does your and, What does your gut tell you about how long this is going to continue? Uh,
4: you know, if it's past May first. I don't see how or why, um, but I have a deep suspicion it's going to be late May, unfortunately. And it's just not us. I mean, it's, you know, and here's the other one for you, too. It's the court systems are screwed up, too, because I'm good friends with the Juga family. And, you know, Kaylee Juga, who was murdered last year,
1: her case has been pushed back till August. Yeah, we've we, we've covered that case extensively. Obviously, not only on the on the radio version of the show, but but on the podcast version of it. And, yeah, uh, it's uh,
4: it's. And now the family's got to wait till August. It is. How how traumatic is it that they have to go through it once? Now they're all. Oh, by the way, I know you're all hyped up for it, but now you got to wait.
1: Well, they already they already were were denied justice once because of the attempt yeah. to bribe jurors. So yeah. this and, is. And now uh, they got to
4: wait again because of a virus. It, it's insanity. But I mean, for us though, with the business, I mean, yeah, there's nothing we can do. We are stuck on hold. And, you know, I know a lot of people are suffering, a lot of shops are suffering, and I don't know how many of them are going to make it. I think a couple of them might close. If I had to guess, I think you're going to see a big drop in the industry.
1: I'm sure, um, I'm sure you will. I'm, there's going to be there's going to be a big drop in the restaurant industry as well. There's going to be everything. There's a yeah. lot of small businesses that didn't have the the financial wherewithal to make it no. uh, two weeks, let alone a month and a half.
4: No, if we don't if we don't lose 30 percent of small businesses nationally, I'll be floored. I heard a statistic the other day that there was over like it's somewhere between five percent of all small businesses have applied for the uh, PPP loan through the SBA. And they were completely awestruck by that. They had no clue it'd be that many. They thought at most it'd be like 35,
1: 40%. Well, we've exported all the big business in this country to China. So that shouldn't be a surprise yeah. to anybody.
4: Yeah. That's I mean, all we have left from small business. Apparently they've already loaned out 225 billion of the 250 billion.
1: I heard a number very similar to that today as well.
4: Yeah. And so, I mean, at this point, how much is going to be left by Tuesday? You know, So they better, they're going to have to increase it, you know, and I know when I put in my application, I haven't heard anything. I haven't gotten a single email or a message or a call or uh, asked for more information or nothing. So,
1: well, no, fear not, Mr. Principe, your government will come through for you. Hold your breath.
4: Yeah, that's also how they tell you to do something else, too. (laughs) So.
1: Well, John Principe from Kenosha Tattoo Company, uh, if you're considering one of those, go get a gift certificate from him. Uh, they, they perform a wonderful community service doing free cover-up tattoos for victims of human trafficking, and uh, they are very community conscious and aware. Thank you again for coming on the program, and uh, look forward to talking to you again in the very near future.
4: Absolutely. Thanks, Ralph.
1: Thank you. Well, we have, and if you're watching via Zoom, you can see him with his with his sexy guitar behind him. We've got the man with the plan on the other side of the state line, uh, Jim Selovich, who's normally pushing all the buttons over here. But uh, he, I'm getting pretty good at this, aren't I? You got to hit the space bar to talk, Jim. Hold the space bar down.
6: I did
1: that. I got to hold it down. Oh,
6: you got to hold it down to speak. Yeah, ah, yeah, like a absolutely. walkie-talkie. I'm telling you what, somebody, if I...
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm to, I'm just going to go here and take it upon myself to unmute you. Hold on. Well, oh, I can't. It won't let me unmute you. So you're going to have to hold that space bar down.
6: That's fine.
1: All right. There we go. That's fine.
6: I'll just hold it down and talk.
1: All right. The man with the plan. So how are you?
6: I, I'm doing fine, and that is a sexy guitar, isn't it? This is sexy. That sexy is. Guitar. That is.
1: What kind of guitar is that?
6: I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> do you play it? I just play it every now and then. Every I don't now Don't ask then. me to play it because it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen.
1: So have you written any? Uh, how you doing, Ralph? I'm good. Have you written any coronavirus parodies yet?
6: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm working on one right now, uh, to the tune of China Grove. So, um, that's gonna be a good one.
1: Now we um, uh, a couple of us participated in your uh, your fashion show last week. Uh, Jim had a.
6: Yeah, my uh, isolated the isolated Isolated fashion show. That was interesting. Uh, a lot yeah. of fun. Well, maybe we'll do it again. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I think we should up the ante and uh, tell people that they have to show us uh, themselves dressed in their favorite outfit made entirely of duct tape. What do you think?
6: I like that or uh, isolated uh, lingerie would be kind of cool, too. Um, <laughs> and and that's anyone who wants to wear it. I mean, just not ladies. I mean, you know, if you guys, hey, no judgment.
1: Well, no judgment, but uh, I, I you won't be catching me in any online anytime soon.
6: Okay, there we go. There I am. Okay.
1: There you are.
6: Now I am I am unmuted by the host.
1: You are unmuted by the host.
6: Wow. It was like I was on a walkie-talkie. I had down, hold down the space bar every time I wanted to talk.
1: Didn't you ever have one of those Nextel phones anyways, back in the day? Um,
6: one of those what? Nextel? Yeah,
1: remember the Nextel phones? I had the built-in yeah, walkie-talkie.
6: Yep, yep. Remember back at the radio station years ago, we had um, the big brick phone, the big brick. And you would walk around with this big brick phone, or actually the little pouch with a big with the big battery in it. And you'd have the phone that you would hold up to your ear, and it would use that. Good old days. What when you, you used to you, charge people to help you uh, if they wanted to use your phone.
1: What would you give to go Good. back to the days of less technology? I would love it. I would I'm just too. glad
6: it wasn't out when I was younger. That's for darn sure. Cheers.
1: Cheers to that. So uh quite the uh quite the information overload if uh you tuned in during the first hour, and I know you hate talking about all that sort of stuff. Uh and... yeah, it was
6: great. It was really great. Pastor we... Pastor was amazing. I I, I
1: it was uh... hearing
6: his views and and his and his thoughts on things. It was very it was it was very uplifting.
1: Just hope that there is hope for us to come through this in a in a short period of time and and get our lives back to have, at least some semblance of a quality of life that we had before. And I have yeah. I have a little bit of fear that we're going to sacrifice something that's out of everything that we've sacrificed. We're not going to get all of it back, and that's there's a that, that's a and, scary and there thought. And
0: there'll be
6: some sacrifice, obviously. I mean, yeah, I mean that's going to happen. Um. But we just we can't give in to the fear.
1: no, we can't soon. no, because fear fear is what kills the human spirit more than anything else. if if you and it doesn't matter whether you are a a Christian or a person of of religious faith, but if you act based on faith, whether it be faith in yourself, faith in God, faith in anything, if you act based on faith as opposed to act based on fear, you're going to have a more abundant life because you're going to have a more abundant mindset and when you start to act out of fear and out of scarcity that's when uh, that's when problems seem to just compound on top of problems so to to get the national mood from one of fear back to one of, of of faith is is not going to be an easy feat it is going to take some some leadership and I just I hope that somebody has the chops to do that and and to lead people in general back to that place
6: yeah yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So today... Uh,
6: yeah, just, just just, kind of chilling out, man. Just, uh, you know, just self-isolation uh, type of thing. And uh, I was out the other day, went for a walk. It was a nice day. And uh, other than that, man, I mean, it's just been in the house, uh, creating some things, uh, catching up some things, playing the old guitar here a little bit, you know, and uh, trying to uh, get better on that, just trying to keep yourself busy. I think that's the most important part is to keep ourselves busy. Uh, I have a friend of mine, and she's making picnic tables for squirrels. I mean, why not? I mean, what the heck, you know?
1: Wait a minute. Let's, Wait a minute. Let's, let's, what uh, is, she a is she making like a lot I of? Is she making a lot of popsicle sticks?
6: Week, no, I mean, actual um, actual little, little, uh, 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 you know, uh, picnic tables for squirrels. And squirrels can sit there, and they can, you know, sit at the picnic table and, and uh, eat their nuts. These nuts.
1: Jim, 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 the man who is always warning me about crossing lines, stepped right up to it and waved at me. I love it. Now um You
6: know, I have been cooped up a long time.
1: You you have been, and it's made you it's made you a little squirrely and a little more funny, to be honest.
6: Hello, Padoom Where's that? Where's that where's where's that rim shot, Badoom? Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying not to climb the walls too much. Um I'm catching up on some sleep uh, here, here's, here's the best way to go through this stuff. Uh, you know, the days become shorter when you sleep all day. So, there's hope folks, you
1: know, I think we should have uh so, Jim's health, uh, helpful tip of the week for uh, successful quarantine. Uh, so this week, we're just going to make that there. I, I wish I had my, my B bar working, but I have, it's called hit. I have Lou Regani's yeah. B bar, by the way, and I have no idea how to get rid of it and get mine. Cause I'd like to have a little ding noise for the, for Jim Selavich's, uh quarantine or isolation tip of the week. Make sure that you sleep at you know, least 20 me- hours a day. Yeah. You're going to have a new tip Absolutely. for us next week, aren't you?
6: Tips of the week. Tips of well, the week. Well, one of the things I'm, um, so I'm sorely yeah,
1: missing I'm, is your 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 choice. You're your choosing the music here to go in and out. So you know, I'm having to choose it myself. And of course, you always know something about this day in history yeah, and what happened know, in the music uh, world. I don't
6: know who I would choose this week. You don't. Yeah, I, I I haven't been keeping too much up on a lot of things. I mean, I've been trying to uh, just be uh, educate myself a little more by uh, going to doing different things online that I can actually uh, you know help my life with you know because as you know i am out of work i was one of the people who are non-essential
1: you've been um, disaffected so,
6: uh, my day job uh, let, yeah they they let me go so um and you really can't look for a job right now until you can actually go outside i guess you know
1: imagine that some people I mean, are disinfecting
6: and take a look around
1: so, some people are, are disinfecting and some people are being disaffected
6: yeah, I've got well, some material for it you. It is what it is, and and, and, and is. that is uh, the type of um, uh, type of world we're in right now. I mean, you know, one of millions. Now, rumor rumor who, has it you may be studying uh, for, for a uh, career
1: seasons. change, though.
6: Uh, there's always that possibility, um, <laughs> and just going to see too. So we'll see too uh, how that goes and uh, other projects. That's the thing too. I think we talked about last week too. Uh, uh, a lot of the artists out there, musicians, uh, uh, painters, uh, writers, uh, things as such are gonna are gonna have all this time to be uh, cooped up uh, to actually uh, do some things. And uh, like I said last week, I'm I'm very very uh, very interested into uh, what comes out of this. What type of uh, masterpieces? Uh, what type of great songs are come out? What type of great movies? Uh, some some great books, uh things as such are come out of this whole darn thing.
1: Yeah, you, you, maybe you, I'll
6: you, even learn to really play the guitar. That, that would be that would actually play like out and about.
1: I've actually been searching for one because I haven't I haven't had a guitar in probably 30, 25 years. My last some okay, twenty one years. My oldest son is twenty one and the last time I was in a band, he was a baby. And mm-hmm. I played keyboard and I played guitar sometimes. And uh, my keyboard is so old that uh, it must have got my kids, must have got it wet or dropped it because it doesn't work. So that was disappointing to unzip a keyboard and then clear the cobwebs off it and find out it doesn't work. Our p- our living room piano has sure. one dead key in it and is driving me nuts. And the piano tuner is 110 years old. So uh, he's, he's hard to get hold of. It. And he, apparently, there's only one guy that tunes pianos in southeastern Wisconsin. And I don't well, have there, a guitar. There,
6: there, Right. Well, there's a thing that we have to do. We have to keep back. Gotta, you got to practice it. I mean, you really have to be dedicated like anything, like like anything, like your job or, or, or what you do. You have to be dedicated. You really have to put the extra time in and do it. And you got to be patient, something that I'm not born with. I have no patience. So I. that's something I'm working on during this whole uh, this whole uh, ordeal that we're in, working on my patience.
1: I, I've definitely had more time to to create myself although I've got three little ones at home and my wife is chasing them around. So I might be driving her crazy because suddenly I find myself when I'm not working, hiding out in my basement like a teenager in front of my, uh, my, my computer with a garage band open or any, you know, some other sort of uh, music recording and mixing activity, just uh, Mm -hmm. trying to put the pieces back together to something that I had a passion for 20 plus years ago. And, Sure. It's a absolutely. It's like going down a rabbit hole. I'll go. I'll go down there at eight o'clock at night, and the next thing I know, it's five o'clock in the morning. But hey, I don't have to get up and go to work in the morning. Right. right. And uh, when I do well, get as up, as
6: you as you know, I I I used
1: to, yeah. Are you taking less showers? Right. Well, are you, you ta- know,
6: as you know, I, I used to, what's that?
1: Are you taking less showers than you did yeah, before uh, the quarantine?
6: Am I taking less showers? I uh, <laughs> I took one last. No, did I take one last night? No. Well, every other day, every yeah. other day.
1: Yeah. I swear people have to be bathing less. You
6: know, the- well, you know, they say just you know, continue on with your routine. Like you're getting up and going to work. If you're working from home, cause I uh, get up, take a shower, shave, you know, do, do your, do your thing. And, uh, and you know, if you're working and they say that, you know, when you retire as well, I mean, this is kind of like retirement, I guess You just, I just can't go anywhere, you know? That um you have to have a routine, some type of routine. Right now, this past week has been sleeping till noon every day, but it's still a routine. No. Um, but you know, it's it's uh it we, we just have to do what we do and have to get through all this and uh and just keep faith and uh keep your spirits up, man. You just gotta keep your spirits up.
1: Yeah, and that's where creating and you co- work that's where creating comes in for me. It definitely yeah. keeps my spirits yeah. up to come up with something yeah. that
6: uh as I say, you know yeah yeah, as you know, I, I I've done standup comedy in the past, and and there was a while uh, years ago that I used to do it a lot. And so I have all these old notes that I'm, I'm I'm pulling up. I have this old recorder, I'm listening to these recordings of this madman just bantering into this thing, making no sense whatsoever, talking about different ideas for a stand-up routine. And I'm actually picking out a few things here and there, updating them a little bit. And he's um, coming up with different ideas uh, to be a little more creative on the comedy side of things and, and, uh, and just to write some more, some more ideas. down. So,
1: well, instead of doing standup comedy, do instead of doing standup comedy, maybe you can do sit down comedy. You just sit in front of yeah. zoom like yeah. this. And we could, we could build, we could build you an yeah. audience.
6: We're not zoom, but we can, yeah. Get in a get in studio and uh, maybe put like a backdrop of the laugh factory behind me and, and, and have, you know, a laugh track, you know, because, you know, it's really hard to do comedy when they're not laughing.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's, especially that's, when... That's the only way I've been doing it my whole life, so maybe I'm doing it wrong.
6: There's actually a crowd of people in front of you. Well, you up know, there's actually a crowd of people in front of you. I mean, I've done some stuff on... ...Milwaukee that I died. I mean, I was, I'm up there with the flop sweat, my knees are knocking the whole nine yards. Then I go do this... Um, I do the showcase at the comedy cafe when it was open, using the same material, and I killed, absolutely killed.
1: Was the so time was the timing know. different?
6: Well, the time was a lot different. It was a better atmosphere. Open mics are, are purgatory. They're, they're hell. What doing open mics? Because if, if when you get like ten comics on an open mic, okay, and your number yeah, eight, forget and about it. even more comics. Somewhere at the uh, Safe House in Milwaukee, we used to do it all the time on Thursday nights. And that you're uh, like number eleven, and by number eight, everybody's either drunk, gone, or just laughed out. And you're trying to trying to get things moving along, and maybe the person before you killed, and you're getting up there, just flop sweating and blah 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 blah, blah and it was horrible. But then you know, getting the right atmosphere, um, and, uh, and and it, and it's a it's a beautiful feeling. It's a great feeling. You know, it's maybe funny. That's, it's funny you talk funny. about the yep.
1: order. It's, it's funny you talk about the order that you go on, and uh, you know, you might be number eight. Uh, there, there's there's a show that my wife and I have been watching uh, on uh, Amazon, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, it is about oh, great show. It's a great show, and it's all about the timing. It's all about what who who are you going after, or who are you going before, and you mm-hmm. you, you really you want to be if you. You're not the guy or the girl. You want to be the person that goes on right before them when everybody's all ready right. ready to hear the funny person. And I, I can't. Yeah,
6: Rachel, she's a, the, the yeah. yeah. The, uh, Miss, Mrs. Mazel, she's from Chicago area, you know. Really? Uh, I think in fact, I got a friend yeah, Ra- of mine who taught her in high school. That's, that's, so that's she's,
1: Rachel uh, Broshannon is her name, correct? Yep, yep. Yeah, she's she's, she's she's she really is marvelous. She is a funny, funny. Oh, she's funny amazing. Baby. Would love it. Kevin
6: Pollock in that one. Pollock is amazing in that and Tony Shaloub is is just it's, a, it's such a great great uh great show. Yeah. Folks, if you have it, Prime, watch it.
1: Yeah, it's free on Amazon Prime. But on yeah, marvelous is amazing.
0: Maisel.
1: They have uh three yeah. seasons done so far yeah. and I believe the fourth season is going to be coming up in a mm-hmm. in a I think another month or so, I'd have to look it up to know for sure. I'm not, I'm not going to Google it in the middle of the show, like they do during the yeah. daytime show here on the station, but I can tell you that it is definitely well worth the watch. And,
6: uh, well, that's another thing too, you know, uh, and, and we're all watching things. We're uh, that's what everybody's doing. You know, I'm on social network and uh, and just like, eh, what is everybody watching now? Ozark. Yeah. Great great show what yeah I, I think group?
1: we got through the whole um, the, the last season in in like a day and a half we binged the whole thing as soon as it came yeah. out that was that's like that's and, and like that's entertainment thing, crack you know the whole
6: thing about it is too the funny you say that because once you get to the end of it then you're kind of like oh what, what now Uh, i have to, now i have to wait i gotta wait till it comes back on the air now what am i gonna do and then you go find something else to watch and and. Uh, and, and you know, because people do go through withdrawals of shows like that. They get so into it, so uh, so far into the show, uh, that that happens.
1: I've been discovering new I music. Watch a lot of I've been discovering new music. We always talk about new music and. There is this artist that I'm, I'm going to play before we go into this break, and then we, we can talk about when we come out of the break, and we'll All talk right. about some of the best artists on, on our show that we've had. But uh, this group was nominated for Best New Artist for Grammy in 2019, and I previously had never heard of them before, the Black Pumas. Have you heard of them? What was it? The Black, in the, back? the Black Pumas.
6: Yes, I have heard of them.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give everybody a, a, a spin of, of their stuff going into this uh, going into this uh, bottom of the hour break here. Right and then uh, you tell me which of our artists you want to hear the ones we've had on when we come back from the break. Sound good.
6: Sounds good to me, brother.
1: All right. so with that we are going to jump right into the black Pumas with uh, their song colors. And uh, so take about a second to queue up because it's a YouTube version. but uh, here it goes.
5: To the morning sky, first. baby blue, just like we used. When they get up off this ground. Somebody help me feel alright tonight. Now we gon'
1: We are back on AM 1050 WLIP. Get Real with Ralph, your host, Ralph Nudie. And in with me is also Mr. Jim Selovich via Zoom. Jim, you're back. Uh, let's see if we can hear you. Tick tock. You got to Oh, I have to unmute you again. I am learning. This is a learning process for me, man. Click. I keep clicking on it, but nothing happens. I feel like a senior citizen with a mouse in my hand here. Click, click, click. Nope, nothing. Now Jim's putting his glasses on to see if he can figure out the problem. There he is, hey Jim. Are you there? I should I should be able to hear you. Jim, give me a shout. Anything to let me know that you're there. Are you there? All right, give me a shout, Jim. Are you there now? I still can't hear you. Hmm. Very interesting. It says that you're not muted, but yet you're muted. Let's try this. And uh, Zoom is not perfect, people. It is uh, a piece of software that we've uh, been fortunate enough to work with. But tough time getting a Jim Selovich here's uh, sound. You may have to dial in Jim. Uh, but Jim had a Jim had a song that he wanted us to play at his request. So I am going to roll this, and then when I come back. Uh, Hopefully we'll have Jim back on the line. And uh, this is the Who Wolf Told Him.
6: Oh, I can't hear me.
1: It was my fault I had the fader up.
6: I was about to uh, text you that.
1: And there you go, ladies and gentlemen, got a live conversation between me and Jim in the middle of the song.
6: Well, you know, you can take that song down and, draw it and go back and we don't to it.
1: Yeah, let's do that. What do you have me listening to anyway? What is that?
6: Whew. That is uh, Mongolian metal, man.
1: Mongolian metal.
6: Mongolian are we alive? are we on the air yeah
1: yeah we're yeah we're live on the air
6: okay all right yeah Uh, um yeah that's uh it means different things that you that you uh that you discover being cooped up in in, um you know in self-isolation is different types of music and uh this man is very popular uh and i just finally found out about him called uh the, the hue which is mongolian for human and uh they are a mongolian Heavy metal band, well kind of folk rock, metal, you know, and they're huge across the world. So huge. so it's,
1: it's the hue, like yeah. like hue hot, which and is I, uh, I, cook I, it yourself. I,
6: I, I What's that?
1: I saw, so it's, it's the hue hu like like makes me think of who hot where you cook it yourself. So this is uh, this is play it's it you, yourself. Oh, huh? that's
6: a Mongolian grill. That's a human grill. Absolutely. That's what the hot. Who is is means human. See, we learned something today, folks. Um, wow but yeah yeah I, I just I just I dig their sound I think they're I think they're amazing uh, and yeah everything's in Mongolian but if you go online you take a look and you translate what they're singing about they're singing about uh, really important things in humanity and different things as as people in, in the world and 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 you know it's you know of course they sing about Genghis Khan a lot and things as and such and, and it's just very insightful <laughs> very intelligent. Type of Seriously, I got. Seriously,
1: I'm. Here. I got a plate in the background here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll this up a little bit now that we have it. And...
6: Let's expose it to the crowd.
1: Sure, why not with the crowd here. This dude's like a Mongolian James Hetfield from Metallica, I think. The Hue. Very interesting choice there, Jim. It's it's, it's not my jam, but it's cool. I'll give it that. You should be able to talk now. All I got to do is unmute yourself. There we go.
0: Yeah. How was that?
1: That was uh headbanging. That sounds like something JP would 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 grind over on the other side of the the I, uh, studio here.
6: They should be playing. They're not playing it now. They should be jp if you're watching uh we're listening um yeah i th- you know and, and i'm not discovering them whatsoever i mean they've been around you know since 2016 so they had a good three four years and you know they're on the you know first mongolian band ever to hit the uh, uh billboard charts with their music and um and they they sell out man they're they're amazing they're amazing mongolian so is
1: Mong- mongolia is part of the people's republic of china right
6: I believe so. Northern region. Yeah. Well, if, if if my Mongolian history is correct, and it's been a while since my Mongolian history class in college.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you are wide awake for the entire thing.
6: It's it's. Uh, I got to brush up on my Mongolian. Uh, I mean,
1: like uh, the Genghis Khan, yeah. the Genghis Khan stuff is probably very interesting, but other than that, I've yeah. really never paid any attention of Mongolian history. Mhm. So what do you think we should, uh, what, what do you think we should uh, give our, uh, yeah. our, our wonderful listeners from uh, some of our best acts over the last year?
6: Ooh. Hmm.
1: I've got a whole little list right here. You can even, you can probably see it. Oh no, yeah, you g- can't.
6: Give me, give me, give me, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do or tick anyone off. So no, I no, no, this is the, we, favorite, we, we,
1: we, we equally love everybody that's come on here for the most part, but, uh oh, yeah,
6: um, absolutely. Uh, what is, uh, uh, what's the list? What do you got?
1: What do you got here? I'm going to, I'm going to hit the share screen here. And then our, if people are watching the live stream, they can see it as well. This is what we got right here. We've got, we've got some Ivy. We've got some flat Creek. We've got some, uh, we've got some Miss B. We've got some 89 mojo. We haven't done, we haven't replayed any 89 mojo in a while. What do you think? Got, let's do a mojo tune. Let's do a Shout mojo out tune.
6: out to Domino Boys.
1: Dumb and the boys, we got to find them. We were supposed to get together to do a collaboration project for their new song, The Crease. And then, of course, the COVID came yeah. instead. So I'm looking forward to uh, yeah, getting there with them at some point in time.
6: Yeah, they went, they went down to Nashville not too long ago and uh, did some recordings.
1: They did. Have you heard it? I don't I, know if know. I have, if I had the safer radio version of it, I would I would put it up here, but I only have the uh, the version right. they gave me, and I think it's not. I'm not a hundred percent, but I think that it's not radio. From what I can remember, so we got to get really close here. Tick, 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 tick. I'm just making noise now, so there's no radio silence. Isn't that the uh, isn't that the name of the game when you're trying to come up with something clever? They're gone from here. Where are they? Do you see them, Jim? Here we go. Emojo.
6: Thanks. Uh, and listeners, we want to thank for not pushing a button and, uh, you know, and, and uh, turning us off during this little brief uh, Ralphism, I'm calling it. That's what it is. It's Ralphism. One, two, three, it's a Ralphism. <laughs> It was love
7: at first sight Not for her, but for me She took my heart, I took her picture But she did not see And so it planned all summer Content to walk in a shadow Waving for goodbye Or simply a simple hello It never came, it never came I stare still, I wanna see more She looks at me like she's never seen me before With that pretty brown hair and a million-dollar smile Expensive taste and a barista style Angel's face and a demolished grin for body is a temple I would worship in But there are just two little things The tip us apart So this heart from a safe distance when she's out, but close enough to listen, I need to know where she goes, what she does, and who she's kissing. At her 6 a.m. morning run, I'm envious of the sweat on her soft skin, cause it's warm and it's wet and it shines and it glimmers and gliss. I stare, still I want to see more She looks at me like she's never seen me before With that beautiful smile and a million-dollar smile That's a taste and a movie-style style Angel's face and a devilish grin Her body is a temple I will worship him on. There are just two little things that kept us so apart. heart. One day I discovered All of the skeletons in her closet Too many accidents Name changes and bank deposits She said hello, see you on my stalker And followed it with a sweet laughter If you don't say a word We could live happily ever after I said, okay. I can't resist that pretty blonde hair and a million-dollar smile. Expensive taste and a movie set style. Angel's face and a devilish grin. Her body is a devil, I would worship him, but there are just two little things that set us apart. Her big brown beautiful.
1: Played him a second time, Jim. What do you think of that? I mean, it was good, but uh, I don't think we're going to play twice back-to-back. You know what I'm excited about, Jim, is when um, we get back to having bands in here, we have increased our ability to uh pre-produce sound we've got a new soundboard. we've got a new facility here and when we start bringing bands into this studio and playing them you're going to hear a much richer sound than we were able to produce at, at the old studio where the only thing we had going was the condenser mics and they just had help hope that it picked it all up so uh, i'm i started experimenting with it uh with our green room series and i can't wait to bring the additional tech that i put together here to the station for that
6: yeah, It's going to be great, it's going to be great when that happens. Um, you got so much more here. I'm like, oh my god, I mean, how do we do this? I mean, we're you know, we've had six, seven, eight piece bands in that studio, that cramped little studio. Um, and you know, as in as intimate as it was and fun as it was, I mean, it's going to be really, really great. Um, uh, to have them in the, in the new studio in Gurney,
1: it's like live, hope, live from everything be done
6: and uh, you know, and
1: live from the sardine can. That's what it felt like.
6: Right. Right. So we can play next.
1: You know, we, we've been, we've been rolling a lot of Ivy for bumper music just because she's so much fun. But, um, I, I spoke with Kyle earlier this week, and we're going to try and get him back in here in, in the next, uh, in the next couple of weeks as, uh, he, he clears his, his busy schedule. Uh, I I say that tongue in cheek actually does have a busy schedule with, uh, with uh, with personal life stuff going on, just taking care of family and all that. And he, he's, he's such a great Absolutely. guy. But yeah. uh, can't wait to get him uh, back in here. But uh, Let You Go, which is on his uh, Let You Go is the song that he just released on that EP that he had the, re- the launch party for over at the Kenosha Creative Space. So I think we should give that one a shot here, which is going to just about take us out. All right. So uh, – Thank you for 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 coming on yeah, and doing right the show with me from home. It is you. Know, I I I can't even imagine doing this show on a regular basis without you. I can do it once or twice, but but uh, the the flow of this show that we have together has been has been it's just right. too much fun. I don't want to do the show without you. So happy right. Easter right. to you, Jim. Right.
6: I hear you, man. I hear you. I miss you, dude. You know, and I miss being in the studio with you. And uh, as soon as this crapola is done with um we can uh, we can move on with our lives and and get back to normal in the meantime everyone just be safe wash your hands do whatever you know it's it's we're gonna get through this we just gotta just gotta gotta do
1: what we got absolutely and one last happy easter from me uh you're listening to get real with ralph with ralph Ralph Newty and jim salovich and uh thank you for tuning in and Good night. You go. That's what it's called. Let you go. And if for some reason you don't know a name, just tell us it's a cool song and we'll still listen. <laughs> All right,
8: man. Here it goes. strikes five, still awake and missing every moment, babe. And I'm drunk and all alone, trying to figure out just what is going on. Times are always changing. Time for me to let you go, cause I can't do this no more, yeah. Time for me to let you go, cause I can't do this no more, yeah. Time for me to let you go, time for me. living your own life again there is a part of me that really wants you to stay but i really ain't got no time for love and i just want to tell you everything but that was the problem baby that was the mistake telling you everything